Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. We are back and we are live. It is Fight IQ presented by Rotowire. UFC 291 from the baddest motherfuckers in the DFS space. I go by Sniper MMA, joined as always by the co-hosts, the analysts, the important guys of the show as I'm going to ho-hum along and apparently forget salaries, as Joe would say. We got Chris, <laughs> exclamation point, in the podcast studio for all of us who are, you know, near 40. Remember Panic at the Disco? Oh, that is that yeah, reference. Yeah, really. And and Joe, better known as Sun Tzu Guys, are you ready to, uh, uh, I guess, I guess continue the glorious lineage of the BMF title? Uh, all kidding aside, it is a pretty, for a non-title fight card, it's a pretty strong card. I'm looking forward to the fights. Um, what are you guys thinking? You, you guys ready for some action? I think there are intriguing fights here. I wouldn't say, as far as stakes, besides the main and the co-main, of course, um, as far as stakes, I, I don't really know. Like, like I'm, I'm a little bit intrigued to see Kevin Holland, Michael Chiesa, but it's not. It's not like, like it's not. Yeah, but it's not like a fight that has stakes on anything really. I mean, whoever wins is just gonna go go on and and fight more mid card. I mean, wait, I, I, I can give you a fun breakdown of this card in 30 seconds. You ready? Go for I, it. I, I think. Catch a beating, always a fun fighter to watch, even if she sucks. Samuel's Burger is always fun to watch. I think Darius Flowers is going to pull a big upset. Well, oh. We'll get there. Kapilov Ribeiro is a fun fight. Vagara Salvador, ah, it sucks. No, no, um, no. I, I agree that they're fun. I just – there's not a lot of – is, is all is – all yeah, I heard a rumor earlier in the week that um, – You don't need – I heard a rumor earlier in the week that the the uh, Blankowitz-Pereira fight might be – a title might be upgraded to five rounds and become a title fight, but that obviously didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen. They're, they're, they're going to get a full a full full build up in a, a pay per view card off that, which which I get. Yeah, so I'm down for that. So anyway, there's a lot of fun stuff. Um, all right, guys in chat, welcome, welcome, welcome. We got we got Mike Mad Donald up in here. I saw a couple of uh, stand. So if you guys are watching live on YouTube, go ahead and drop a comment throughout the episode. We will get to any comments that we come across as we talk. If you're watching the recording or listening. Um, Make sure you subscribe to Rotowire MMA, both on YouTube and whatever podcast platform you use. Enough of the intro. I want to talk face punching. Miranda Maverick, she's 9,400, taking on Priscilla Ketchuera, Ketcha beating at 6,800. Uh, line on this fight, uh, Maverick minus 285. Comeback on Priscilla is, is plus 225. Maverick taking this fight on short notice, and I think Priscilla gets a much di- more difficult matchup. Uh, women's MMA. Women's MMA fights. We have to start with Joe, being it's a specialty. Joe, what do you got? Yeah, so uh, Paul Shaughnessy's favorite fighter, Priscilla Catch beating, <laughs> uh, as she is known from her uh, legendary performance against uh, Val. Um, yeah, very disappointing. Um, you know, Miranda caused a lot of people to eat chalk in her last fight against Jasmine Dredovicious. Um, Although I think she pronounces her name differently now since that last fight. Um, you know, Miranda uh, actually got out wrestled, which was surprising. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen here. However, um, she's got some severe disadvantages standing and catch a beating is a bulldog. I mean, I'm going to have some shares of her, uh, just because, um, you never know what could happen. And again, I think, uh, Miranda is going to be feeling the pressure here. So I-, I actually like both sides of this for different reasons. I like Maverick to kind of get the rebound 
And I like catch a beating as kind of a punt, a GPP punt, because, you know, like what do they call her zombie girls? She just keeps, keeps coming. And uh, I think Maverick would be smart to get this down as soon as possible to grind her out. Um, don't get cute. Don't let her get back up. So, I mean, I, I play Miranda for that. And then again, I'd go with, I'd go with zombie girl, uh, AKA catch a beating cab for short. Um, you know, as a GPP punt, my official pick is going to be Miranda Maverick though. Yeah, I'm all about Maverick and the wrestling here. I think I think she smashes that way. Chris, what do you got? Yeah, it has to be. I mean, I, it, uh, power is unique for this division, and for that reason, she is a punt. But I wouldn't go as far as to say I like both sides. Like I I understand having I mean, a couple shares of Catchaware, but I think she goes down once and doesn't come back up. I mean, the only wrestler she's really beaten in this uh, organization is Gina Mazzani, who's not physically strong, not really a control grappler, is a wrestler, but... Um, and, she, and she's a bitch. And, well, and she is, uh, you know, uh, trifling, as, as they might say. But, <laughs> uh, You've got the Panic at the Disco reference and a trifling reference. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I love Miranda Maverick here. 9,400, but three out of her four wins in the organization. 110 points or more. Um, she could smash that salary. She could be on the optimal lineup very easily here. Uh, I really like Miranda Maverick. Nice. All right, let's move on. Let's talk Matthew the Jedi Semmelsberger, eighty six hundred, taking on Euros Medic at seventy six hundred. Um, Semmelsberger minus two fifteen, Medic plus one seventy five. He's also Medic taking the fight on short notice. Uh, I've seen a lot of people take Semmelsberger, and while I'm picking Semmelsberger, I actually think that Medic has probably the better potential to break the slate. Um, so, it, it, interesting fight here. Interested to see what you guys think. Uh, Chris, what do you got? Uh, yeah, you know, I am uh, – I, I wasn't picking Medich coming in. I I gravitated towards him more as the, uh, the week rolled on because I think it's going to be interesting to see Semmelsberger against somebody um, who can match his physical attributes. They're the same height. Semmelsberger still has a little bit more reach, but I think uh, Semmelsberger – his frame for this division, I think, really gets him through a lot of fights and his aggressiveness and his power. But I think Medich might be the more powerful guy here. And Semmelsberger eats a lot of shots, over 4.2 strikes per minute. And I don't know if you can take all those shots from Eurus Medich. Um, Medich, we know, can be susceptible to wrestling. We saw that in the Jalen Turner fight against the guy who typically does not wrestle so much. So that is a concern. But especially with 11 fights now, I don't think Medich is, is a guy that people will be looking looking at quite so hard in this matchup. Maybe more so now. But I feel like that's a name that could be glossed over. Um, and I kind of like him here just to win the fight outright. So my pick is Yuri Smidich. Joe, who you got? Well, I'll touch on the, the, the cancellation I missed in a second. Who you got? Yeah. Um, and look, I think I think Medich uh... – Eros is live here. I really do. Um, you know, his, his two wins, he scored really well uh, on DraftKings, you know, w- well north of 100 points. And I think Semmelsberger's a good athlete, but, like, he's been beaten um, several times. Um, wow. I mean, it's interesting. The first lineup I built, I usually like to build one lineup as soon as salaries drop. And the first lineup I built actually had Medich in it. Um, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't as much because I thought, you know, of the upset, I I felt that it was, it was a good GPP play. Uh, Alaska FC. (laughs) Um, yeah. Uh, I guess I'll, I guess since, you know, we're short, we're down a fight. There's not a lot of underdogs. I felt Pereira was going to be the highest owned underdog at 7.4 K at plus 120. I don't think he was going to be. I well, I, I definitely think he was. But anyway, we can talk about that. I know you like flowers. I, I'm going to go. I'll go with the yeah. upset here. I'll That's going to be a, the upset. I'm going to be on the other side of the world on that one. And I, and I will tell you, I don't think you are, dude. Honestly, I don't think you are. That'll be interesting. Um, we'll talk about that later. Actually, not not even that much later because we don't have we don't have that many fights to uh, get to today. Yeah. So, but we'll we'll talk about that here in a hot second. All right, let's uh. Go to the next fight. We got oh look who we're at. Jake Matthews, 9,300. 
Gary's Flower, 6,900. Uh, Matthews, minus 275. Flowers is plus 220. My breakdown, I'll let these guys go really in-depth. My quick version is that I don't think Matthews is that good. I know he's been in the UFC a long time, and he's gotten, gotten by on some athleticism. And, and he's talented in that way. Like he's he's I'm not saying he's a bad fighter. The problem is I think Darius Flowers is legit. Um and and that's really all it takes against Matthews. And the, my, my problem with and he's he has improved the grappling. He's big, he's strong, he's physical, he's explosive. My concern about the Flowers pick in general is his fight being an elevation and he's taken on short notice. That's that's uh, but I'm still I still feel like I'm getting a good price on flowers and I feel like like the dude is so explosive and strong I really feel like he could finish um, Jake Matthews to find legit for me look he's he's winning fights at the top level towards the top level of, of LFA can we stop shooting on LFA like no. it's not it's not Alaska FC <laughs> like like well, he he is and he's continued to improve I think he's explosive. I think the physicality is going to be interesting for Matthews. I think Matthews is the better technician. He's got the better experience, clearly. But interested to see how this fight plays out. Um, but I, I'm taking the shot. And I will say, if Flowers is going to be 10%, I can be over the field. And my cash game build, it was it was it's a little gross, but I kind of I landed on Jake Matthews and I'm like, well, the field's going to be all over him. I can just do that and take my get be over the field in um in tournaments and kind of get uh, the uh, best of both worlds. And, and I, I am trending towards seeing Matthews being chalky. I, I, am, I am on the opposite side of the universe, I I think. But, Joe, do I have have, have some support? Uh, actually, we uh, some uh, Look, Matthews Sorry. is 0-3 outside of Australia, right? Um, nice. And my – my look, I, I've talked about Matthews since I've been doing <laughs> these pods. For a long time. Yes, saying that he needs to get out of Australia – um, and and not train in his garage with his dad as his head coach, right? I mean, this is just me reiterating what I've said all along, or else he's really going to never be anything more than an Australian, like, regional fighter or pack rim fighter when the UFC needs to fill a card in that part of the world. Um, again, 0-3 uh, in, in outside of Australia. Um, you know, got a guy, Flowers, who is a good fighter, um, coming from a really good promotion, um, you know, sign me up, man. These Chicago guys are tough, right? He's coming off of a four-fight winning streak. Um, you know, his last win was via uh, a body slam, um, and the guy got injured that he fought. And the guy that he beat was 15-3, and three, was not a bad fighter at all. No, that's um, what... So I'm going to take a shot. I love, I love the salary. Um, and you know me, I'm all about narrative and 0 and 3, um, you know, in the U.S. Uh, against a competent opponent. Um, yeah, give me, uh, you know, give me a shot with flowers here. Chris, who you got? So obviously, I'm going to I'm going to take you wild dog havers um, back to earth. And that is pick, pick bananas. <laughs> But yeah, no, I see. I the reason why I, I put uh, Robert's uh, comment on the screen there was because my ears perked up when he called him legit, and I kind of had the same question, which is he is explosive, he's powerful for sure, he's physical, but um, I think he's very sloppy. I don't think he's a very good grappler. I think Jake Matthews is a much better one. The only thing I would say is that Matthews doesn't really wrestle when he's supposed to, but here I think he has to, and I think he knows he has to. If he doesn't, if if he subjects himself to another war like he did with Matthew Semmelsberger, then yeah, he could get knocked out. But I have to believe, and then Sem and then when he took down Semmelsberger finally in round three, he had success there. So I have to believe that he's going to realize where his bread is buttered here. Joe mentioned the elevation. You mentioned the short notice. You're going to want to tire this guy out as well. Um, I don't really see what you guys are seeing in terms of. Darius Flowers, uh, technical wonderkind, but I think that uh, I'm not saying he's a technical. Oh no, that's not what I said. I don't think he needs that against Matthews. Don't be putting words in my mouth. He's definitely, but no, he's he's definitely. I I I don't want to say this for every fight, but with eleven fights, and a fight that can finish, a, a fighter that can finish, definitely a guy to look at more. But um, you know, I don't mind going um, 
little bit contrarian payup here because these guys on, that are big and powerful come up from regional scenes. Uh, we've seen them implode. Uh, I won't mention. Uh, I guess I won't mention Braxton Smith because you guys are convinced. Oh, that... he's, he's no, no, no. I, well, Braxton Smith is a was a. No, I'm, I'm just so happy, Brad. And you see, Braxton Smith popped hot. Did yeah, you see that? Yeah. he still popped. He's not gonna. You're not gonna see him for two years. I was like, right. damn, what a loss! What a loss well, for the world. Well, no, that'd be the best thing for him, really. I mean, he could go. Oh, he's get, gonna spend a couple of years eating Twinkies. He's not gonna get in yeah. shape. Come on. Um, but yeah, I I, I have to think uh, Matthew just kind of has the poise, if nothing else, to win this fight. As long as he doesn't get knocked out in the first three minutes, um, I think it's him, and I think he'll do it by finish. So I'm going to take Jake Matthews. I got to, I got to, got to read, read the Adams comment. All right, I'll let you, I'll let you do the honor for. I put it on Joe's fan club, the president of the Joe fan club. Chris, your hair is an old form. We lost the Thompson fight. He was also on Pereira. Everybody on chat wants Joe to get once, once Chris to get a Coleman. He just flat out refuses. I think just to I piss mean, you guys off. I think he might comb it if you guys stop talking about it. Maybe. I, I I am defiant to the bitter end, my friends. Well, you should get you all should know that about me. Unfortunately, I don't have any major major dogs on this card, but I did try. I did try. And I, and, and I put and we, and we pulled out flowers. You're slime. Yeah. Roman Kopilov, nine thousand, take on Claudio Romero, seventy two hundred. Online on this fight, Kopilov is minus two hundred. Romero, the comeback is plus one sixty five. Uh, the next two dogs, are the ones getting most of the talk, I feel like, and that's here. Ribeiro and Salador, but we'll start here with Kapilov and Ribeiro. Chris, you're first. Who you got? Uh yeah, I you know I picked I picked uh, actually I don't remember. I may have picked Joe Holmes begrudgingly against Ribeiro. Um, just because he's the kind of guy who I don't like to pick here because I don't think he's the kind of guy who should be able to win fights at this level. He he. How he light kicks hard and throws windmills, and he showed a little bit more grappling in his last fight. Uh, Kapilov showed showed some takedowns as well. Um, he's going to be the far more technical fighter. He should just be able to pick Rivero apart and dodge the big windmills. Uh, if it does turn into a grappling match, it's a little more interesting. Though I still do favor Kapilov because even in that last fight with Joe Holmes, it looked like Rivero was slowing down, even in a fight where he was basically dominant. So um, that's hard to trust. That's hard to trust. And um, especially against a technician like Kapilov, uh, if he can't land the big shot, he might really be in trouble. So I hate to keep going with all the favorites here, but I got to pick Kapilov. Joe, who you on? Come on, Kapilov. I mean, I honestly, I think it's I, – I don't even know if it's first round or bust for Ribeiro. I think it's maybe first couple minutes or bust. For that reason – I'll have a little bit of ownership in GPPs, but um, you know, some people I respect are pretty high on on Kapilov. Um, if you look at uh, Mail Media Network, you know, Brett Apley does a weekly kind of quick picks where he gives his best tournament play, his best cash play, his salary saver, and and he goes over a fight. And his uh, tournament play was Kapilov. Um, and it's somewhat of an ownership play as well. He did not believe that Kapilov was going to get the ownership um, at his price point as others in the same range, which I tend to agree with. Um, so I'm, 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 that was enough to just, you know, not that I was ever on the fence, but that was enough for me to actually take a second look at Kapilov. Um, so I'm, I'm on Kapilov pretty strongly here. Yeah, not thinking second round KO for Kapilov. I like Kapilov as well. I was kind of surprised how much talk Ribeiro has been getting, um, especially because it was, you know, Joe Holmes that you beat. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on Kapilov as well. I mean, it's not like a slam dunk play, but I do. He is the way I am leaning. Next up, we got CJ Vergara, 8,700. Take on Venezia Salvador at 7,500. Uh, line on this fight, Vergara is... Oh, I lost it. Minus 165. Come back in Salvador is plus 135. I get the odds value angle in this fight. Uh, I do understand that. But it's one of those, I think, some recency biases playing into where all you, you saw how bad CJ Vergara was hurt by Lacerda last time out before getting finished. He got beat by Tatsuo Taira, who, by the way, is legit. I, you should not be counting that loss against him. Uh, 
Look, I, I, I think everyone's seeing that Lacerda got hurt against Vergara, which Lacerda hurts everybody early. You just, can you survive? And Vergara survived and at the finish late. I think people are overvaluing Salvador a little bit, uh, but he's live. I can't tell you he's not live because, you know, clearly Vergara can get got at. I just, I actually, when I can get some leverage on a favorite like this, I, I'm always interested. I, I think he's going to be relatively popular. Joe, who you got? Yeah, this is interesting. I mean, Salvador trains with, you know, um, with Rebus, and that's his camp in, in, in Brazil. Uh, whew, I don't know. I mean, I see he's getting some love. Um, you know, he had a knockout against Shannon Ross on the contender series. We all know what a, what a turd Shannon Ross is. Yeah, he and turned out to be real bad. He had a, a unanimous decision loss against, uh, Altamirano, um, where that, where he was at minus 115. It was pretty much an even fight. He seems to be getting some of the love here. And I think he's going to get more love as it relates to, Pereira falling off the card, which I, I still would like to understand. Was it just not enough money that he was offering Wonder Boy? <coughs> I mean, you know, I don't know why Wonder Boy would, I don't know. I mean, when you're that old, well, sorry, that old. When you're 40 years old and you, you, you know, you lose out on a payday, um, like maybe, Wonder Boy. Maybe he thought know, Pereira anyway. was going to wrestle. But I, I that's all I could think of is, is he thinks Pereira was going to wrestle and didn't. The extra weight, he was like, fuck that. I'll get a fight here in a few weeks. Uh, I don't know if that's smart. Maybe. So I'm going off topic here. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna take Vigera, but it's not a highly confident pick. It's maybe the lesser of two evils. Um, you're right, Sean. He got it done. He got hurt early, but he showed he had some resolve and actually ended up getting it done. So um, I'll go with CJ. Chris, who you got? Yeah, I'm going CJ too. I, just, I think his speed is going to play up here, and I think – uh, Venetius can get gets a little wild. Uh, we know that Vigara can get tagged, but I don't think Venetius can sustain it over three rounds. I don't. I don't actually. If I you can't fade anything, but like I don't actually love this fight to to score that well because I think Vigara is going to win, and I also think um, this is just going to kind of be a scrap where they go back and forth. It might be a decent cash play of like his 82, 83 points uh, for his decision win there. Don't really expect it to finish. Um, don't really expect a ton going on besides, you know, strikes back and forth. Don't expect a ton of success in the wrestling from either guy. So I'm not going to have a ton of this fight, even with the 11 fights on. Uh, but my pick would be Vigara. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about Gabriel Bonfim. 9,200 taking on Trevin Giles, 7,000. Bonfim is... Minus 350. Trevin Giles is plus 275. Um, look, Ishmael Bonfim lost to Benoit St. Denis. St. Denis. Gabriel Bonfim has always been better, and he's run through guys much better than Trevin Giles. Like, run through them. I know Trevin Giles is a vet. He's been around a while. I think Bonfim has beaten guys just like him. So my pick is Bonfim. I'm hoping everybody sees the last name. and kind of, You know, it's, it, it's weird, but... Gabriel has been the better Bonfim brother, even before the last fight. Um, so I'm about Bonfim here. Trevin Giles, um, I rarely invest my money in Trevin Giles, and Saturday's going to be no different. Chris, who you got? I've always looked to like Trevin Giles. Always, always, always. He's got a nice jab. He uses his range well. He's got good footwork. He can wrestle a little bit. Um, but he he's too hurtable, like – he was doing well in that fight against Rigas Duplessis, and then all of a sudden, Duplessis. he just gets caught, and then that's the end of the fight. Um, I, 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 I wouldn't go as far as to pick him, but Bonfim, like if you watch that uh, Menor Lazes fight, it's basically just a minute of chaos, and then he wraps up a guillotine from a, a very like, here, let me just feed you my neck kind of takedown and uh, submits him. I don't know if Bonfim... I think it is... Let me put it this way. I think it would be prudent, especially with the 11th fight. I'll say it again for like the seventh time for those who are counting. You to test um, if Bonfim... how many fights are there? Uh, I believe 11 fights? Mm -hmm. No, nah, I can't be right. I I'll figure it out later. But uh, 
I think it would be prudent to test if Bonfim belongs here because what I saw in that Alvarez fight, it was only a couple minutes, but it was just sort of wild flailing and the guillotine. And whatever you want to say about Trevin Giles, he's composed. He knows how he wants to fight. Can he get bum-rushed? Absolutely. I mean, I guess I kind of told the fib. When I wrote this up, I didn't actually make a pick. I, I wrote it up as a, as a prize picks play. So that leaves me kind of free to move around and think about this a little more. And so maybe, yeah, maybe I do like Trevin Giles a little bit more. I, 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 I absolutely accept that he can get chin-checked here in a very major way. But um, failing that, I, I, I want to I test Bonfim's medal here a little bit. I want to see what he's made of against, as you say, Sean, a vet. Um, a guy who can really keep his composure, and let's see what he's got. So maybe, maybe, maybe I told a little bit of fib earlier. Maybe I will pick uh, Trevin Giles in this spot. Gross. <laughs> Joe, did you go for this fight? Not yet. No, I mean, look, I, I get that Giles. Giles is coming off of, believe it or not, a two-fight win streak. Um, this Bonfine is supposed to be the better of the two Bonfine brothers. He is. Um. Obviously, coming off of, I actually faded uh, the brother in the last fight, feeling that uh, you know, coming off the win in Brazil, um, you know, he was getting over over bat, and I like the other side of that fight. I, I'm, I'm, I like this fighter better. Um, I don't know if the line, maybe the line is a little bit too wide, and maybe it's worth having a share of of Giles, especially considering. The altitude and the fact that this fight is not in Brazil. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you could get any further from Brazil, and I don't mean literally, than Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, so like I know what you mean. I'll yeah, pick it up right? what you're putting so down, like, Joe. Um, yeah, I spent some time there. Um, you know, actually not a bad city. Food sucks, but other than that, um, yeah. So look, I like Bonfine, and I like Bonfine a lot, especially because I have a legendary card of his four rainmakers. Um, so I am definitely high on bond theme for that. Um, I also think he's a better fighter, so I'm going to pick him here, but if you're playing multiple lineups, I would not fade Giles. I would certainly have a few shares of Giles here. Again, this is a fight that's not in Brazil. Um, so, you know, take that into account. Both brothers won. They were hyped up by the crowd last time. I do think this is the better of the brothers, so I don't expect a repeat of what happened with Israel. Um, but I like Bonfine here. All right, before we go to the next fight, we're going to take a quick minute for all our wonderful podcast sponsors. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody on YouTube just watched us awkwardly stare there. I don't know a better way to do that. If you got something, go ahead and uh, let us know. But let's head well, to the I, main part. I, I did the finger gun. I thought maybe yeah, that, that was. was – Please don't do that again. It's okay. creepy. It gives, it, gives me, it gives me weird uncle in a motel vibe. Um, all right, Kevin Holland, 8,400. Taking a Michael Kies is 7,800. A line on this fight. 
Holland is minus 145. Kiesa plus 120. Um, Kiesa has not fought in about two years now. It's pretty it's pretty simple. It's can Kiesa is can Holland st- stop a takedown? He's shown limited ability to do that in the past. I, I kind of think. I mean, the issue is the the layoff. I think, and I'm having a hard time with that. So I think I'm going to begrudgingly pick Holland because I'm not comfortable with the layoff and and how just Kies has never been a great wrestler, great gra- good grappler, but it hasn't. It's just one of those I'm back and forth on. I'm leaning towards Holland, but I actually think Kiesa, regardless, is the better DraftKings play because if he wins, it's probably takedowns and a submission. So that's my quick breakdown for the fight. Uh, Chris, who you got? Yeah, I have to take Kiesa here. I mean, he he's he's still he's still big for the weight class. He's gonna try to get the fight to the floor, even if he's not that good at it. I think I think just the strength alone will get this done. And once he gets to the floor, um, we've seen Kevin Holland either has no interest or can't get up. Either way, um, I think uh, Kiesa is a tough out. You know, tough to knock him out. Has looked a little better on the feet in recent fights. Now, you're not going to blow anybody away. He's never going to be at Kevin Holland's level. But he might be uh, more apt to stand there and not get absolutely thrashed for a few minutes than he would have been in the past. It has been a couple years. But the bottom line is I have to, especially since he's taken this hard stance against wrestling to the point where, I mean, we're not going to talk about Wonder Boy anymore, so I can say it here, to the point where, like, he can fall into Mount and then just get up because that's not where he wants to be. Um, just very oh, yeah. bizarre stuff. Uh, I I don't I don't know what his deal is with wrestling, but I know that I haven't seen him beat a wrestler in quite some time. Uh, and I'm not going to start here with the pick, so I got to take my Kiesa. Uh, do do actually, uh, Joe, who you got? I, guess I, I have. Um, I look. I think Holland has got a lot of. A lot of the metrics here. I, I also think his jujitsu is better than uh, Kiesa's. Travis Luter um, black belt, like he's he's legit. People forget. Yeah, and that. he can he can throw up a submission, which is why he's not as he's not as focused on his 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 wrestling because he feels that he could he could work a sub from his back. And Kiesa's got subbed has gotten subbed. The other issue is 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 Kiesa a fighter or is he a, a broadcaster? Um, you know, I don't know. Is this a pay? Is this a last payday as a fighter before he? He, he wanders off into broadcasting land. You know, I, I told you, I'm all about the narrative. This is narrative street 101 right here. You got a guy who is undersized. I don't care what Chris says. He's undersized. You, you know, Kevin Kevin is a, is a middleweight coming down to welterweight. And Kies is a 155er who couldn't make 155. So he's fighting at 170. So I, I think I, I think that Kevin has the, has the, has the length. He has the strength. He has the jujitsu. Um, if he could keep this standing for more than, say, three minutes at a time, I think he finishes Kiesa. Yes, the risk is that Kiesa gets him down and rides him out and just sucks away minutes with control time and by virtue of that, you know, wins wins a decision. Um, I would kind of look at the over here. I'm a little afraid, though, that, that Kiesa gets pieced up because if there is a finish, I see it coming from Holland. Um, but you know, the over could be interesting. I don't know what the odds are. I haven't looked at it. I haven't actually made any bets yet on this card. Um, although I'm, I'm kind of looking at a few right now. So give me Kevin Holland here. The fight is pretty closely lined. Um, you definitely should have a couple of shares of Kiesa. Um, if I see if Kiesa wins, I do believe it would be by decision. Um, but now we're down, we're down a fight. So, um, you know, you really need to have, if you're doing GPPs, you really do need to have both sides in most of these fights. So, um, give me Holland. I, I gotta go into I gotta go into um, to chat here for a second. Uh, <laughs> non Clipper Mirror control the means of hair cuttery again. Taking a shot at Chris's hair, love it. Uh, yeah, flashes up, Chris. Come on, uh, let's see. Uh, he, that, that, that was, that's old news, man. I can't. I know, I know, anymore. but I, but I, I gotta go. I gotta go down. Uh, oh, somebody told me to make a joke. For who? Where was it? Oh, Rob said make a joke in terms. Of, I'm not that funny. Also, like, we're not allowed like, to talk during that. Otherwise, yeah, it's gotta be it's gotta be silence. I guess. I mean, could try to get some naked lady playing cards and hold those up, but I don't know how how Jake's gonna feel about that. 
And then, and then, uh, Joe, everybody saw your uh, phone up, so they want to know whose DMs you're sliding into. Uh, it was actually, um, a t- I, it was, I was actually te- texting my daughter, believe it or not. Oh, I was, um, see, I was, I was gonna guess, uh, that, uh, Nina, since you, uh, Nina drama, man, that, that, that is, saw- she's the only person that keeps me, um, less than semi retired from Twitter. I love that girl. Um, I think she's funny as all. Um, obviously there's, there's some physical attributes there, but like, uh, you got to watch her interviews. She is absolutely hilarious. Did you see the Bobby King one? with Dana White, where she gave him a, a $2,500 check for his birthday so that he could pay Whitey Bulger off and go back to Boston. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. Dana White thought it was funny. He's like, Bulger's dead. <laughs> He's like, um, but yeah, you got to follow. Give that, give that girl a follow. Nina Drama. Um, you saw the Bobby hell, King, right? Like, you, you saw, very funny. You saw Bobby King and her yesterday. That was a good one. I love it. That was, that I, was yeah. Funny. I mean, how King how King slipped into her DMs. That was very funny. Two years ago. All right. Anyway, yep. speaking of Bobby Bobby Green, Bobby King Green, ninety five hundred, uh, taking on the ghost of Tony Ferguson at sixty seven hundred. Line on this fight: uh, Bobby Green's minus four hundred, Tony Ferguson's plus three hundred. Look, say what you want about Tony Ferguson, and I just did. I think he shot. He is on a five-fight losing streak. But four of those names are Gaethje, Dubronx, Dariush, Chandler, the Nate Diaz one is where you start. I don't have an argument anymore. And look, he's he's past his prime. I get it. Bobby Green, this is his retirement fight, I believe. Should be fun. But I actually think there's a little bit of value here on Ferguson and that if we get I don't think Bobby Green's going to spark him in the first minute. And if we get a card, again, we've had a few lately where all the favorites win. I got Tony Ferguson a dirt cheap, 30, 40 points. It could get it done. Probably not, but Bobby Green is the most expensive fighter on the card. It's offensive. Chris, who you got? Yeah, I, you can't say this very often because it takes a, a very particular kind of matchup to say it. But I will go ahead and say that I think Bobby Green uh, knocks out Tony Ferguson here. It's just going to be – he's kind of going to Tony Ferguson him, which is uh, start kind of slow, pour on the pressure and then the volume. And, I mean, just the fact that Tony Ferguson can't really move anymore, um, and that was a specialty, I could just see um, – I could just see Bobby Green landing, you know, first, third, and fifth, you know, like land the jab uh, out of the way of the, of the counter, counter again, then land the hook, like – he can really put some offense together against what's going to be a really slow Tony Ferguson in this fight. Um, he's back. He's back to lightweight, which is good. He's not going to be carrying around the spare tire as if I should talk. But um, I just, I just can't see it happening. I, I know that Tony had his moment against Chandler, where he surprised him. But Chandler, I mean, let's be honest. He's exciting for a reason. The guy's a glass cannon. That's going to happen. Bobby Green is way more defensively responsible. He makes things way prettier. And like I said, he's going to out Tony Tony, but with better defense. So all that to me uh, leads to a knockout. So I'm heavy on Bobby Green. Joe, who you got? Yeah, this is kind of sad. I, I don't see that the UFC is doing Tony Ferguson, you know, any favors here. And I really do hope that he retires and does not get sanctioned to fight in any other organization. Um, simply because he's taken far too much damage. Uh, the things that made him exciting to watch actually shortened his career and, and you know, perhaps his life, which is, is very sad um, with some of the issues he's been having outside of, of MMA. Um, I yeah. pretty much... You don't believe CT is real? You should go follow Tony Ferguson. Yeah. Um, I pretty much echo everything Chris said. Yes, it's expensive at 9.6K, but... You know, Green is going to put the volume on him, and he is going to make Ferguson wilt, and it's going to be really sad. And I really hope that Ferguson puts his gloves, leaves his gloves in the octagon, gets a standing O for everything he's been to MMA in the UFC, and and kind of you know moves on um, to something else. So that is my hope here. Um, pretty strongly endorsing Bobby Green. I guess I'll have a few shares of Ferguson. Um, in GPPs, uh, great contest on DraftKings already sold out. The uh, three three dollar mini max, um, one hundred and fifty with the fifteen k on top payout. 
they actually have a second iteration of that contest out now with 5,000 on top. Um, so, you know, there's going to be, um, you know, I'm going to have a few shares of uh, Ferguson in that contest, but I really do like green. Yeah. Ferguson's not going to do that. He's going to fight until it's going to be sad. He said he, he said he wants five more and I believe him. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk Marcos Rogerio de Lima. Pezal is $8,500. Take on the Black Beast, Derek Lewis, at $7,700. Uh, line on this fight is Pezal is minus 220. Derek Lewis plus 185. That feels wide to me. I know Derek Lewis, again, was going to look, okay, he's lost four of the last five. He lost to Cyril Gaon. He lost to Tai Tuivasa. He lost to Sergei Pavlovich, who I think is going to be champion soon, by the way. And Sergei Spivak is a nightmare matchup. But that's what it comes down to. Don't I, I don't want to hear about the history in this. I want to hear about the matchup. Pezal is going to look to grapple. Can he get Derek Lewis down? Or is he going to end up unconscious of the way in? I mean, unless you're going to tell me Derek Lewis is like he's given up and he's just collecting a paycheck. I mean, I guess. And then we're looking into the psyche of the fighters and maybe. But skill for skill, I think Pezal, like I want a ton of this fight. I think it's a coin flip. I think plus 185 is wide. That's why I'm going to take Lewis because I think he can land a big shot. I don't think Pezal is tough enough like a tie to Ivas or, or, you know, a good enough wrestler. Like, Spivak is a better grappler than Pezal. Let's um, make that clear, too. So I'm leaning towards Lewis and what I think is a coin flip. Now, if Pezal gets it down, he's going to have all the success in the world. I want a ton of this fight. I just, I'm interested in that everyone's writing off Derek Lewis and that Pezal isn't that good. I, I can, he could, would it really surprise you if Derek Lewis put up 115? Would it really surprise anybody? I don't think so. Really? I think it's a 115. Would it, would yeah, it surprise you really if you put up, put up five? 125. That's what I no. In, no, in neither but, case would it surprise me. No, but but then I can just, I'll play plenty. I'll I'll play plenty. But uh, but Derek Lewis doesn't but Derek Lewis doesn't have the uh, sustained offense to put up 115 even if he wins. He's gonna no, put up all, like all you gotta do to get to get 115 is get a knockout in the first minute. Lewis yeah, has got no one... floor. He's got absolutely no floor. This is a pure GPP fight. A hundred percent GPP. Yeah. But I think Lewis is being undervalued here. And Chris kind of echoed it. Like I'm looking at ownership projections are like 15, 20% Derek Lewis. That's fucking insane. Insane for the upside. Okay. To be clear, I, I'm, I'll take my turn. I think uh, that uh, I don't actually disagree with you. I think it is wide because my whole read on this fight coming in was on paper, Pizau should destroy him. He's faster. He's uh, wrestles. He's got a, a legit top submission game. The leg kicks. The problem is he never looks as good as he as he can because he's only got one round in him, and then he has to limp to the finish line. And Derek Lewis holds his power late. He always has. Uh, Marcin Taipura, Alexander Volkov, obviously, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, but that's also why I think a 115 is impossible. Because I think uh, the first round is going to be Pizau's. I, I don't think he, he loses this first round. I think he probably gets him down in the first round. I think he does some stuff. If Derek Lewis can survive, that's where it gets interesting. Because Pizau can't finish. He always runs out of gas. Um, I Just Derek Lewis is, you know, when, De when Derek Lewis was a favorite, it was a nightmare to project him because he just doesn't put offense together. So it's like, yeah, a heavyweight who's a favorite and get knocked guy out should get him over a hundred, but more likely with Derek Lewis, it's like 88 to 90 because he doesn't really do that much. And uh, I know that um, obviously if not a better grappler then Sergei Sivak is a more willing grappler and a more willing submission grappler, certainly, but be that as it may, the reason why I picked Derek Lewis in that fight, and I think the reason why a lot of people did, is we've ne we'd never seen that happen to Lewis before. His entire career, people would take him down, he would have a bad round, he would get up, and then he would finish them. But that was a complete domination, and that's got to make you pause because then, like, if Pizau gets him down, is just is that the end of it? Like, is that era of Derek Lewis where he just stands up and then gets the finish? Is that over? I mean, it could be. It's hard to completely trust Pizau, so you have to have Lewis for the reasons I mentioned. But I think Pizau has to be the pick. I mean, I can't, I can't see picking it the other way. Joe, who you got? Yeah, I look. 
This is a pure GPP fight. I want both sides of it. I've never been a huge fan of DeLima. Um, I felt that he should be fighting at 205. He just doesn't want to make weight or doesn't want to attempt to make weight. You know, I suppose the question is here is how far, how washed is Derek Lewis? Um, he still has that power. I think if he could, if he could hit DeLima early, uh, I mean, look, I'm going to pick DeLima here, but it's not a, it's not a really encouraging pick. And, and I think that I would run far from this fight. If you're ever thinking of playing it in cash games, this is purely GPP have both sides. Remember Lewis's floor is near zero. Um, you know, he does have a high ceiling, especially for his price. Um, you got to like his price. So have, have shares of both sides and GPPs, but that's all this is, is a pure GPP fight. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally down with that. That's yep. yeah. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk the Coleman event of the evening. There, uh, Alex Pereira, 8,000 Jan Blahovich. 8,200. Jan's the favorite, minus 115. It's slight. It's even pick him in some places. I got Pereira at minus 105. Uh, Jan should want to grapple here, and I don't think he's going to be able to, and I think Pereira's the better striker. Uh, look, don't get it twisted. I know Pereira's the former middleweight champion coming up to 205. He is not going to be undersized. He is a fucking giant. I don't know how he made 185. I really don't. He is a massive man. Um, that's what it comes down to. Uh, Jan's going to need to grapple like he did against Izzy. I, I don't think he's going to be able to get it down, so that may, that kind of makes my pick for me. Uh, Joe, who you got? Yeah, so one thing I want to get out of the way here is the people out there using the narrative as a comparison to the Blankowitz is Izzy Adesanya fight. There is no comparison to that fight here. I think that Izzy actually weighed in at like 183 or 180. Like he he weighed in at walking around weight, which you never see for a fighter when he fought Blankowitz. Blankowitz clearly had the strength advantage, was able to get him down, um, ground him out. That's how he won that fight. Um, Pereira is probably going to be 230. Um, you know, I don't know what, what the rules are on in, in Utah, but I mean, he's going to be 225, maybe more. Um, Blankovic is not going to have the strength advantage in this fight. I fully expect the strength advantage to go to Pereira. Um, look, I, I, I like, I like Blankovic. I made money on off him. I made money when he fought Izzy. Um, I felt that that game plan was different, that he was going to be able to beat him with the clinch, that he was going to have the strength advantage, but there is zero comparison between those two fights between that Adesanya Blankowitz and Blankowitz Pereira. So for that reason, I like Pereira. He's minus 110. He's 8K on DraftKings. I suppose that offers you a little bit of line value, but I would have played, I would play Pereira here irrespective of line value because I do think he's a beast. I do think that this is going to be striking. I don't know that Blankowitz is going to have a lot of success in getting him taken down. Um, if he does, kudos to him. Um, but give me Pereira here at minus 110, 8K. Um, you know, I definitely want a lot of him. And I'll play some shares of Blankovitz as well. But give me Pereira. Chris, what you got? So a couple of things that I think um, my dear friends are missing here. One is I think there's a difference between strength and grappling strength. Like Pereira might beat him in an arm wrestling competition, but that doesn't really say much for what we're dealing with here. And what I go back to, well, there's two things actually. I didn't, I didn't go back to the Izzy fight with Blagovich. I went back to the Luke Rockhold fight uh, with Blagovich, where um, Luke was just expecting that he would be able to take Blagovich down, muscle him around. He couldn't do it. It's way I different. Well, Rockhold was a legit 185 or two. Rockhold yeah. is undersized. It's undersized. Rockhold has not been a fighter since he fought Carlos <laughs> Khan. Not, uh, not, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Sorry, I just I didn't get the comparison. He he. The comparison is that when when guys are coming up in weight and they're thinking that the grappling won't matter, that matters for the grappling. If you if you come up in weight, I don't care like how big you are. If you're not the grappler in that matchup. It's going to feel different. You know how, like, guys were saying 
that Khabib actually actually felt a couple of weight classes up. Guys have been grappling all their li- all their lives, especially if they're Eastern European. I mean, come on. I mean, these guys are very strong. They're very strong grapplers. And the other thing that we have to that we didn't that we, nobody mentioned is that Israel Adesanya controlled him for a round when he took him down. He couldn't get back to his feet. You think he's going to get back to his feet against Jan Blagovich? I mean, that yeah, that's really asking a lot. And Blagovich is very tough. Last time he got stopped was years ago by um, uh, Thiago Santos when he rushed forward. He doesn't do that anymore, at least not nearly as much. I expect him to eat some shots here. I expect him to weather the storm. And uh, I, I expect him to weather the storm. I'm just, just looking at Joe's comment to the crowd there. I don't know. You'll see it play out. Don't worry. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm actually I'm actually quite surprised by the pair prayer love um, from both you guys here. Expected one. I expected Sean because he's a, he's a troublemaker. So I expected Sean to do it. But <laughs> I uh, you think Joe is the innocent one. You your reads are all off. But uh, yeah, I, I I I just can't I just can't see it here. I mean, if Izzy didn't take him out of control him for a round. Maybe I wouldn't put as much stock into it, but guys, it was Israel Adesanya. The guy does not grapple. That has to be taken into account here, unless you think that Pereira just sparks him out, which nobody has really ever done. Then I, I just can't see it. I gotta, I gotta take the Polish, the Polish power here, uh, the Polish grappler in this context, uh, and that's Jan Bart. All right, let's go to the main event. BMF title on the line between Dustin Poirier. He's 8,300. Justin Gaethje, 7,900. Poirier is minus 145. Gaethje is plus 120. They fought once before. Poirier won the round. I believe there's four. Why is that four? Yeah. Round four. Knockout. Look, I won all this fight. Joe, I hope you're stacking this in cash games. This this is just one of those. If I play cash, which I may not. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm not fucking around here. This is this is a fight. Just just get in on and watch Justin Gaethje and, and, and Dustin Poirier do their thing, which is fight recklessly for a while. And it's going to be a ton of fun. I am looking forward to this fight. Uh, I lean towards the Poirier side, but I'm just going to slam on both sides. High variance, high volume, fun fight. Uh, Chris, you're first. Who you got? Yeah, I hate stacking in cash. And even I, I mean, I would have no choice if I were to play cash. You have to stack this fight. These guys are just going to beat the hell out of each other. For at least, you would say, two or three rounds at least. Um Maybe get a finish a little quicker than that. Gotta lean, gotta lean to the Poirier side just for the, the technical ability, um, the ability to change game plans when he needs to. Um, finally started in the fourth round, countering those late kicks with just every time Gates threw a right hand, he would just sit down and uh, on that left overhand, and he caught him once. And um, Gates is gonna have to watch that because when he first came in, he used to do a really interesting thing, which was. Um, he have his guard in front of his face while he was leg kicking. He doesn't really do that anymore. He's he's more wide open when he kicks now. So um, he's Gage is really going to have to watch that. You, you can't say that Gage can't win this fight because um, Poirier's leg was obviously in in severe trouble when that fight happened. We know how tough Dustin Poirier is. Um, that Dustin Poirier, another guy who just does not get knocked out, doesn't quit, etc. 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 So, you know, nobody mentioned Conor McGregor. That fight never happened. So I think that um, – I think the pick has to be Poirier. Obviously, you want Dustin in GPs. Obviously, you want to stack this fight in cash. And it, I, it's a little – it makes it a little uninteresting in a sense for um, – from a DraftKings perspective anyway because you know exactly what you want to do with it. Um, and the margins are so razor close. But like Sean said, I think I have to go Poirier here just for the technique. Also think he's got a little more power. Um, and he does have the wrestling if he chooses to do it. But, you know, maybe uh, Dustin's never been a great control grappler. So maybe maybe Justin could just spring up when that does happen. But nonetheless, I have to go Poirier. Joe, who you got? Yeah, so I, I do want both sides of this fight. I um, hot take. Um, look, I'm, I'm discounting the two Conor McGregor fights because I don't think Conor, McG- Conor McGregor, I, 
those were easy fights for Poirier. I don't even know if he had to shower after those fights. Um, they were really easy fights. Personal, yeah, I know. Um, I originally picked Poirier, and a couple of people I respect a lot are on Poirier here. But I, I, I'm on Gaethje. I, I think Gaethje has fought better recently, and that was very impressive. That the way he broke fight Fiziev down and and clearly won that fight. Um, I really like that. Plus, he can work his kicking game on Poirier. Poirier was he his legs were demolished by Jim Miller, and that was not even the Jim Miller that we see today. That was a a Lyme That's a disease. Long time ago, Joe. I know, long, but what I'm saying is that was a Lyme disease ridden Jim Miller that wore out Poirier's legs. Um, that that made him have to take time off. So, <clears throat> Gaethje's had his moments in the last fight. I like his price here on DK. Um, yes, I want both sides of this fight. And I do think this fight is very stackable in cash, although it's not a typical cash stack fight. I mean, you don't have the one big favorite and the, you know, the one lower priced guy that you think is going to get, you know, 40 points. It's, it's, you've got two fighters that are pretty close, um, but we just don't think there's going to be an early finish. We think both fighters have the ability to absorb damage. So, Look, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to go against a lot of people that are much sharper than I am uh, in this space and maybe even do this for a living and are, are backing Poirier. I'm going to take Gaethje here. Nice. All right. That's it for the 11 fight. That's right, Chris. Just 11 fights. UFC 291 card. Let's talk hot takes. Ooh. Anybody got a hot take, guys? We got them in chat. Let's drop them. Uh, let's see what we got. I think I had mine pretty uh, pretty much early. Darius Flowers knocks out Jake Matthews. I have to take uh, a hot take. You know, just in opposition to uh, Rob there for constantly making fun of my hair. Uh, Kiesa is going to sub uh, Kevin Holland. Is that a hot take? Yeah, the mug. All right, all right, we'll allow it. We'll allow it. Travis Luter black belt man. Come on. I mean, hey, I, I have a hot take here. Yeah, no, my hot but then, take, but then it could be a hot take if he gets subbed. That's what I'm saying. My hot take is that Sean is going to win the gated Boston contest on <laughs> Rainmaker <laughs> so that he can meet me up there and hang out with all the uh, all the cool Who are you going kids. with, by the way? What? Who's yep. going to that with you? You got, you got, uh, well, you got two, um, one of the, the, the guy who you met, one of my work buddies, is going to cool. go. But uh, Mike is going to be up there. Um, Shrek. Well, a whole bunch of, of guys from Twitter are going to be up there. That's going to be a blast. If any of you guys watching got, got an in with DraftKings, yep. hook me up. Hook me, I'll, I'll, yeah, well, I'll... no, you got to win that contest. Um, and yeah. I, I fully expect I'm going to win the Sydney contest this week, um, although I can only use one lineup, so I'm going to have to really cautiously decide what lineup I want to use. But the winner of that contest gets to go to UFC in Sydney, Sydney, Australia. So I am planning on already – I'm booking my travel to go to Sydney when I win that contest. Knock on wood. Um, but uh, that's my hot take that Sean wins the gated contest on Rainmakers. I like it. I mean, I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. We got Louis DeLima goes to decision. No, that would be really bad for me. I, yeah, no. I, it would be bad for everyone, not drafting players, but fans and everybody watching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Nobody would like that. No. All right, guys, that's what we got. For I don't know. Us. We got some more. We got some more. Oh, oh, oh. let's see what else we got. Oh, Matthew subs that flowers guy. That's not a hot take. Get out of here. Oh, that, that is actually Robert's got one of those great profile pictures there. I mean, uh, Robert, you're already a winner, dude. I, I've seen your profile picture, and uh, well, here we go. All due here respect. <laughs> no, I am. I am saying this very respectively, Rob. You are already a winner. Just so you know. With respect, your wife. With, no, 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 no. Look, I never I never cast dispersions on on I never make crude comments about others, significant others. Right, so I think I didn't write to uh, whatever that you are already a winner, was. Rob. Look at that photo. Damn. I'm surprised you have time to play DFS. And but thank you for watching our videos. <laughs> Wow. You got anything else? I'm just going to let this keep going. I'm enjoying this. No, got... I, I'm telling you, man, Rob, is a, Rob is a winner, man. And you could tell her I said that. She, you are you are definitely a winner. Rob, you're a nice guy, but I think you might have overshot in your skis. Um, on <laughs> I did, well, that, wait, you're going to insult him now? What, what happened here? <laughs> this is why people like this show, I think. Yeah, it's all about the humor. Yeah. Um, 
I, I, I hope you're something out for Boston, Sean. I don't know what I may be at a DraftKings event. Maybe maybe we could do this on a Thursday night, um, uh, or for the Boston card. We'll have to figure well, it out. We will figure out as it gets closer. It's card. Right, I comb my hair. I love that. That's a good one, Rob. Yeah, that is a good one. Do you though? Maybe Rob does, not me. Um, All right, guys. That, thank you, guys. Here for UFC 291. Please like, subscribe everywhere. All that good stuff. I'm, I'm dying laughing right now. Oh, man. Rock and roll. Good luck in your contest, whatever you do. We will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Peace out.